You're listening to the Naptime Empires podcast with my mom, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Mom, your show's on. Thanks, bud. I got it from here. Welcome to the Naptime Empires podcast, refreshingly honest conversations on the realities of parenthood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Let's get started. For years, Sarah Ancomo Ashman used her talents as a graphic designer, stylist, and creative director to craft visually compelling, award-winning print, digital, and television brand and advertising campaigns for brands like Estee Lauder, Ted Baker London, Vogue, Madonna, Origins, Mercedes-Benz, Jimmy Fallon, Coach, to name a few. Okay. In 2012, she shifted her creative focus to collaborate with rule-breaking, name-taking female entrepreneurs and thought leaders through her branding studio, Public Persona. Today, she uses the strategies, techniques, and discerning eye that served the big brands to help her clients stand out miles and millions above the competition. Sarah and I met back in 2013. She was actually part of my dream team in 2013, one of my very first clients. And then quickly, I turned right back around to become one of hers right before we did the television show Buying Hawaii back in the day. She helped me figure out what to wear for this national, now international, and as seen on Netflix. <laughs> That's another story. I'll link to that in the show notes. You know what I'm talking about. But specifically when it came to my business, helping out with my visual branding for that, I remember specifically, it was a cold October night in 2013. I had spent way too much time thinking about my blog post images of all things. And I sent her an SOS over Facebook Messenger like, dude, I need your help. This should not be this difficult. I really would love to have something clearer and consistent so that I don't spend so much time thinking about little details like this. And the rest is NikkiEllidgeBrown.com history because we ended up having way too much fun together creating visuals for my own brand. Pretty much any picture you've probably ever seen of me or on my site was a creative collaboration with Sarah. I see she's like the mustard to my ketchup. So we worked together on NikkiEllidgeBrown.com, a course about copy branding. Years later, when Naptime Empires popped into my brain, I was like, we've got to do this together. Like, I didn't want to do it with anyone else because I knew that she could bring my word nerdiness to visual life. And that's exactly what we did. I like to say that Sarah is to visuals what I am to words, which means she's brilliant. But really, the way she pieces visuals together is unlike anybody I know. And I just really appreciate how her brain works. And in this conversation... We talk about how the transition to motherhood is going for her. Her little guy, Lucas, is 10 months old as of the time of this conversation. We talk about identity, both in terms of visual branding, but also life in general and the value of having someone you trust to hold up the mirror when you're getting foggy on what that actually looks like. And we talk about the value of white space, how easy it is to take it for granted when you actually have it and how to design your life and business around what you value most in a given season. I'm grateful to Sarah for her brain power, her commitment to both exploring and being exactly who she is. And I really hope you enjoy this conversation today. We're live recording. Really excited. This actually, I just realized how meta this is that like you were one of my first dream share holders of Naptime Empires. And now we're actually having the conversation. We're in it. That's, that's right. That's right. I'm, I'm so glad uh, that we're finally able to to chat on your podcast together. Yeah. And you're literally in it because whenever we did our photo shoot, you did not have a little one of your own and now you do. So that's actually my opening guiding question just to set the frame for the conversation. So can you tell our buddy listening, just give us the 
however you want to do it, rundown of your business. Business came first in your case, and then little Lucas came along. How old is he now? He is almost 10 months. Almost 10 months, and he's so cute. I saw the video of his gummy full-body laugh yesterday, which is like the best thing ever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, tell just tell me about, obviously, I will have read your bio by this point, but the business and then kind of how you were feeling once you realized, oh my gosh, there's a human coming to this party. And what is that? How did that shift things? That's really what I'd love to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, my business name is Public Persona and I help primarily female entrepreneurs really sort of nail down who they are as a business, as a brand and help to figure out how to then communicate that visually and and verbally so that they truly stand out in a way that's that's very much aligned with who they are. And I guess I've been in business now for six years. I know you and I worked together the first time for your first brand. What was that, like five years ago? Um, Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, my life has obviously changed a lot, especially in the past year. You know, when when, uh, I found out that I was expecting a little guy and... The transition has been, I feel, fairly smooth, but not without some learning curves. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think that the shift has been, you know, profound, and, and actually, I find is impacting how I show up in my business now. Mm. Okay, let's talk about that. So, and yeah, I just did a flash. Like, it's so strange to me to realize we first met in two thousand thirteen when you were one of my dream team, like you were one of my first clients yeah. ever. And so it's like, we started right around the same time too. And I remember being like, wow, she's too cool. She doesn't need my help. She's great with words. We're both very word nerdy. Y'all will find this out whenever you go see Sarah's stuff too. She's one of the punniest people I know. <laughs> but whenever it comes to that shift, I'm really curious what that looks like for you. And of course, business naturally evolves anyway. But of course, whenever you're adding a person in there, I remember after one of our photo shoots together, like Mexican food restaurant and over the chips. I just remember having this conversation over the chips and I was like, but do you have any white space over there? Because there were times or have been times in your business and in mine too, where there's like just so much going on, there is very little white space. But then whenever you have a person to care for or to arrange care for, you have no choice but to figure out like where you can carve out some room. So how's that been going for you? Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Now on the other side of that, just speaking in terms of white space, um, you never realize how much you had before. Um, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) People can tell you that, but you never really get it. Um, But I totally see that now. I think that that, that that transition or that shift really that happens is you make sort of the best use of your time. You, you're, more readily able to prioritize and you're more readily able, or I'm finding at least able to just focus in on what it is that really matters. I think, you know, we all do this to a degree when we, you know, have our own businesses, you know, a lot for a lot of us, there's no one that really sort of set the stage or the rules of how we should run our business or what we should do or when we should do it or how we should do it. And that's, you know, in part the allure of running our own business, but that blue sky can feel kind of scary sometimes or overwhelming. And it's funny because I've found, you know, now I don't have as much time to kind of 
play in my business, so to speak, or, you know, not in that sort of more experimental sense, Mm -hmm. but more, I feel a lot, I, I don't feel like I have to play. I don't feel like I have to experiment as much because it, now that I have this sort of like narrowed amount of time, and now that I have another obviously major priority in my life, I feel like it become, or it has become much more clear as to, you know, what I should be doing in my business or the, it makes decision-making that much easier. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Efficiency. Like yeah. we were talking about the, the human Pomodoro. Like if, if on the days when it is just you and this little one, and then there is an app hopefully in there, you don't necessarily know what you get to set the timer for if it's an hour or two or 20 minutes or whatever, but you're like, okay, and go. Whether that's work, nap, sleep, you know, laundry, whatever it is, you know, you have a limited time and you're going to make it work. So I'm curious when you were pregnant with him. Did you have a plan? Cause I, I feel like a lot of people and whoever's listening to this, whether the business is already here or the baby's already here, the order can be either way. But sometimes people are just like, if you're pregnant, like when I was pregnant with Deacon, I'm like, Oh, I have these grand plans for everything I'm going to have ready by the time he gets here. So that, and there was like this fantasy, which totally I did not do. But what, what did that look like for you when you were pregnant? Cause I feel like this is a really unique perspective when you already have a thriving business and then you're bringing the baby into the picture. And I had Bryson, but he was, you know, pretty set. Like we had that sorted out, but I was like, what's this going to be? You know, the wild card, what's it going to be? So how did that match your expectation and then actually how it all went down? Right. That's a great question. Well, it's funny. I think, I think that I was deluded (laughs) (laughs) if I can be totally honest. I think, you know, because I had been, you know, in business for so long and prior to that had, you know, such an extended career, you know, and, and I am 40. So I feel like, you know, so much of my life has been done in one way. And then, you know, I thought that it would just continue to be the same. I thought that, you know, I would have Lucas and, you know, would take a few months off, two, three, and then I would just jump right back in and nothing would be different except that I would have a nanny. And, you know, I did try to put some things in place beforehand, you know, systems, I, you know, work to bring on, you know, an additional VA to sort of support me and, you know, wanted to kind of set things up for what I thought would be, make things a little bit more autopilot but I, I didn't really have the full picture of, what life would be like for me on the other side. And so that realization, once I was, you know, three months went by very quickly, by the way, once I had (laughs) Lucas and I was like, wait, do I really want to go back already? I feel like on that other side, yeah, a lot of what I put in place did prove to be helpful, but, but, you know, so much had shifted internally with me that, you know, I feel like, I feel like some of that hard work preparation was, was a little bit for not just mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't really know fully what your business or your life will sort of look and feel like on the other side. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I think it translates really well also to business and to life in general of there's a degree to which we can plan and prepare. And then there's also a degree to which we just have to surrender and be like, I'm going to figure this out 
whenever we get there. And I was actually just this morning having a conversation with my book coach, Asul, and I was like, oh, there's a squirrel out the window. And we often associate squirrels with distractions, but he, it was so beautiful how he was just bringing in like the medicine that a squirrel can have for us, which is really that like, they're always deciding and trusting that they're going to figure it out. You know, it's like, am I going to cross the road or am I not or whatever, but then they just pick one and they go with it. And it's that like intentional decision-making and trusting you're going to figure it out. And there's definitely a degree of that with parenthood, also Mm. entrepreneurship and all the things where it's like, okay, at some point you just got to go. Yeah. I love that. That's a really great metaphor. Metaphor queen. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, Asul. That was Asul. But yeah, we have squirrels everywhere in this house in particular. And I was like, oh, that's so good. Okay. So I also, there's just so many things I want to talk about with you. I want to talk more about your experience with your, like from an identity perspective, right? Because that's what you help. Like you're holding up the mirror to help us see who we really are and specifically visually how we can communicate that, which is why I had so much fun with our, with all of our photo shoots. But in particular, that very first one where I was like, I knew in my head what communication stylist meant, but then you helped like visually translate it. And like, Oh, are we going to use a question mark or an exclamation point? You know, like it's so amazing to me how your brain works and how you pull creative inspiration from places where we're not looking like everybody seems to be looking and trying to pull from the same pool. And then here comes Sarah with this idea. And I'm like, I've never even thought of things like that. And I really value that. And so it's like pulling things out from unexpected places, but then also pulling things from within and what's actually true. So I'm curious for you in this transition, as you said, things have obviously been shifting and you're figuring out who you are now in this moment. Like how have you used your own work to help you clarify what you want now that you are on the other side and you are almost through with this first year of like, you know, boots on the ground, motherhood and everything. How has your identity shifted or just how you want to show up in the world, but also in your business shifted? Yeah. Wow. That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, definitely I have been sort of feeling that identity shift myself, you know, in terms of like what elements of myself to bring out and what elements to sort of bring to my work with others. As you know, I tend to be kind of like a behind the, more of a behind the scenes person and uh, that's, you know, supporting other people who are in the limelight. And it's interesting because I've always kind of fought with myself, well, should I be more out there? Should I not? Should I, should I, should I not? And I feel like that now on this other side of being a mom, I realize that it's that more nurturing side of me that is really the one that is able to, you know, be there for my clients, that's able to be the mom, that's able to, you know, come up with these, you know, creative concepts for others. And it's made me realize that, that it's okay for me to be the behind the scenes person and not the person who's like out there, like my clients, if that makes sense. Yeah. Also perfectly aligned with the conversation (laughs) that I was just having today (laughs) in the Facebook group, because there was another military spouse or her husband does work with the military. And so she was asking about like the visibility piece and whatever, and that inspired me to do a Facebook live, which I will link to in the show notes but it was really about that. It's like, it's okay. Either way, there's no right or wrong. And when we notice that we're shitting all over ourselves, then that's when it's time to take notice and be like, hang on, is this mine? Or this is like, I'm hooked on to somebody else's expectation, which may or may not even exist. And mm-hmm. so permission to do it your way is one of the most liberating things that we forget, but we need each other to remind each other of that. Like, 
there's not one singular way to do this. And you can make real, true, meaningful impact for you and for them by honoring the way that you really do feel like you're in full shine. It doesn't necessarily have to be publicly, but you're doing your thing. And I can totally, I'm just seeing you in my memory bank of like whizzing around and, you know, pulling up this shirt over here or letting me borrow your bra. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, that's friendship. That's real friendship. (laughs) Uh, From someone who's benefited from the motherhood, the nurturing on set and beyond. Cause this is a whole process. Like this is the thing I originally, whenever we were working together, I was like, Sarah, I'm annoyed with my blog images, you know, like, I I don't know what to use for those. And then it turned into this whole thing, like this whole creative collaboration that we did, but it was an emotional process when people are releasing things that they were attached to that weren't really there, or they're putting themselves out there in a new way. So I'd love to just get your Sarah's notes from the perspective of working with so many entrepreneurs over the years, because you've worked with big corporate brands. I always, I'm like, she restyled the style network for Pete's sake, people. (laughs) You have all that really cool corporate experience. We'll link to the portfolio so y'all can look because it's fun to look at Sarah's work. But when it comes to working with people, you know, Mm -hmm. and air quote, one woman shows and stuff, like what are some of these things that you keep seeing, the patterns that you see and how we're all like, you know, having our freak out moments and then, okay, I can do this. And then the big scary and then the excitement. And then now I'm bored with that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, having a business that's so very much tied to who you are. I mean, it's, it's like, I think you've equated it to this before. It is a baby for you, but it's also an extension of you. And so it's, it's interesting because when I first started working with entrepreneurs, you know, I thought that the branding process would be fairly simple in the respect that they would tell me, this is who I am. This is my personality. This is what I like. This is my audience. Yes, here it is. Now help me, you know, translate this visually, et cetera. And, you know, cause that's how companies do it. And what I realized was, you know, it's, extremely difficult when we're so close to this creation of ours that is an extension of us, aka our business, it can be so hard to be able to actually, you know, tell others or express (laughs) all of these, these base level things. Like what is it that we actually do? You know, what makes us unique in our business? And it can become, you know, really hard to do that for ourselves. I always equate it with like trying to cut our own hair, you know, can you do it? Sure. But it's going to be really awkward. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Might be a little choppy, (laughs) but yeah. So that's kind of how my process really started to develop at least this sort of deeper side of things is, you know, really to help, you know, to serve as, as a mirror and, you know, a lot of people, you could have friends do that for you. You know, you could, you know, do a lot of sort of, you know, deep diving work on your side, you know, as well to kind of do that. You don't have to necessarily always go to someone, you know, a strategist, so to speak, but there's that corner piece of your identity beyond the sort of, you know, beautiful images and so forth that really has to be figured out up front. And that is, you know, kind of integral to this piece. And and that's an evolving thing, you know, just like, you know, Nikki, your brand has evolved, just like you've evolved. Um, And, you know, that's kind of the corner piece of all of this, of building a brand. It's just getting really clear on who you are and what sets you apart. 
and you know from there all of the cool visuals can and will come but that's that's kind of that piece that we're talking about that emotional piece is really being able to have that understanding and feeling like you are intentionally making you know decisions on you know what outfit should i wear what color you know, should I be wearing or what should my logo look like? Once you have that understanding of, of who you are, you can make those intentional decisions. And then that feels in alignment with you. It feels like you, it feels like it fits. Yeah. The you of the moment. And yeah. that's the thing I'm curious about too. Like in your experience of working with people as brands shift and evolve, do you pretty much always see, even looking back, that there is that golden thread that's always been there, even if the actual visuals are changing, but the message itself, I mean, I guess it depends on how they built it up in the first place, right? Like if you're actually going inward to figure out what that message is. So basically selfishly, of course, I'm thinking about my own journey and <laughs> with the course about copy. And I'm like, even originally I was talking about motherhood and it was an entrepreneurship at the time, but I was working from home. So I was thinking about this balance between career and motherhood and both parts felt necessary and a part of me or whatever. But then I was also talking about, of course, about copy and permission to write like you speak and all of that. And I'm like, for me, that common thread actually does come back also mm -hmm. to the identity piece and the permission to be who you are, to show up as you are, to, yeah, you, you know, of course, about copy was right like you. Naptime Empires is, yeah, if you want to do both, you can. And here are different ways it can look like, but ultimately it has to be right for you. And then with the book and whatever's coming next, it really is more of the lifey piece of that, of like really permission to just be who you are and want what you want and live life accordingly. Do you often see that there is always a golden thread? Like even when people look back at different iterations, it's like, yeah, I can see how that all connects. Or sometimes it is totally like about face. I think, you know, for the most part, when people have worked with me and watching the evolving, just like you, I think that golden thread is always there. If you do yeah. the work up front, you can see it. And, you know, you brought up an important piece, you know, the permission to sort of, you know, be you and the permission to kind of embrace all of these things. I think once you do that deeper work and you see that, you know, you have all of these different arenas that you might be interested in or all of these different, you know, pieces of your, your brand or your business or your interests, right? That ability to kind of, you know, accept all of those and bring them together to create something actually is what sets you apart. That is what creates the cool brand is not being kind of like, or I guess it's also freeing, right? Not feeling like you have to fit into one box that you can bring all of those things together, you know, to become that strong brand or identity. So how do you feel about, I just love this discussion because I often would feel like I say I painted myself into a creative corner. And then in reality, it's like, I'm the only one, like the box is invisible that ever. I'm like, ah, I'm in, I'm in this box. I'm in this box. And it's like, imagine I joke. My mom tells the story when she was little and her siblings tied her to a tree with like an invisible rope. And she stayed there for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're not actually tied to anything. You can move about the cabin, you know? But oftentimes we do kind of attach to this one piece of the identity and feel like if we let go, then we're too broad. So it's interesting just hearing you say like, yeah, but really owning those, that particular cocktail of interests and values is what sets you apart. But in my own brain, I've been like, 
yeah, but then I'm just like totally generic because I'm talking about all the things. And so then people don't know what to come to me for. And then the message that keeps coming back to slap me in the face is like, people are coming to you, (laughs) you, just you as a person. So what do you say to that? Like for those who are building some kind of probably personal brand, I mean, regardless, whether you're a coach, a messenger of some sort, probably if you're listening to my podcast, you do feel like you have a message and you are a messenger of some sort, a message that you have to share. And part of you is like, I don't want to be too generic. You know, how do I stand out? Like, what do you say about that? Mm-hmm. Think about all the things that you love that, you know, all the elements of you, all the aspects of you. If you're, you know, you're probably a mom, you probably have a business, you know, what are the, some of your other interests and, you know, really consider bringing all of those into the picture. And, you know, when you do, and when you embody those, the right people will come to you the right people will be attracted to you. I think, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about branding, people are thinking, what do my customers want from me? What do my clients want from me? Who do they want me to be? How can I attract them? Mm -hmm. And the answer is you can attract them by being more of you, by bringing in more of you and more of your interests and more of, you know, all that you stand for, all that you believe. And, you know, yes, that will be scary because you'll turn some people off, you know, but that's a good thing because the right people will come to you and will buy from you and will, you know, want to work with you. Praise hands. Just this week, I got a comment on a YouTube video from years ago. (laughs) It was a public school teacher. Did I already tell you this? And she was like, I love this video. It was on how to be a better listener. I'll link to that in the show notes. And then y'all can see the comment. But basically she was like, I loved this video. Although as a public school teacher, I really wish you hadn't used the word freaking. And then she used a timestamp, 558. (laughs) She's like, because I'm always trying to get my students. And I was like, oh my gosh, you'd be really disappointed to know that my two-year-old just used the real F-bomb in perfect context. (laughs) But it is so true that like, It can be scary. Yes. For exactly the reason you just said that some people are going to turn away, but that's great because you have to ultimately again, surrender and trust that there are more than enough humans on this planet who will love and appreciate you showing up. Even if they don't, of course they're not, hopefully they're not going to agree with everything that you say. Like you're not trying to get people who are just yes people and aren't going to think critically about whatever it is that you're sharing, but that they can love and accept all of those parts of you without trying to make you feel like you have to be performing monkey as I call it, where I'm like the top hat and jazz hands. That's always what I imagine. (laughs) And like tap shoes where you're like, do you like this? Is this working for you? There's the best, most fulfilling, exciting, thrilling, inspiring work is in that sweet spot of both what you want to create and what people want to consume. It's that co-creative process that is often the most fun. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So what are some of those things for you? I mean, I know you personally, but like, what are just as things that inspire you aside from branding? I mean, how did you even get into this? Like, how did you even start? Well, you know, formally, I'm a graphic designer trained. That's my college degree. And I, and I went to New York City after I graduated from school and worked for ad agencies and media companies, you know, doing design and, you know, brand concepts and large scale campaigns. And, you know, was doing the whole thing from concept to completion, you know, directing shoots, you know, doing the the sort of like marketing copy or the ad copy as it may be. And design, of course. And I 
you know, basically felt like something was missing. There were elements of my life that were shifting, you know, for one, and I, you know, have talked about this before, you know, and you know, this is a big piece of me as well, but I was adopted actually at birth and my biological family, my father actually found me when I was 31. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that sort of opened up a whole new idea or realm of who I was. And it really kind of started, started this, it was a catalyst for me to start thinking about, you know, what elements of my work that I do in this world, you know, were, were, or were not fulfilling, you know, what was my legacy that I wanted to leave behind? You know, what, what inspired me, what didn't. And You know, there was always this other piece of me who, for a while, I had a fashion blog, for instance, and I loved style. I loved, you know, that element or that aspect, especially of of a brand campaign, you know, was figuring out, all right, well, then what are the people, what are the actors going to wear? That was one of the, one of my favorite questions to answer. And so what I realized was that I wanted to, you know, really try to weave together my, my multiple interests, Um, my interest in style, my interest in, you know, obviously being creative, coming up with this holistic, you know, big picture vision, you know, for a brand, but also weaving in the, the human element. You know, I think, it's fun to work for big brands and, you know, to have that high profile work. But what I realized was that, you know, I miss doing work for individuals that I preferred sort of, you know, that one-on-one way of working rather than sitting and presenting ideas in a boardroom. And I felt like, you know, the way that that evolved then was, you know, I started doing more formal styling work kind of on the side while I was still working for agencies in New York. And, you know, I realized how therapeutic that was for people to kind of see how beautiful they were, to feel like they were finally stepping out, looking like, you know, who they felt they were inside. And that's what kind of prompted me to weave all of these, you know, background interests together. And that is kind of the birth of, public persona six years ago. I love connecting all of those dots and just looking back at like the, as I'm doodling over here, just words that you're saying, you know, <laughs> legacy and identity and style. And it's the visual part, but it's also really about that reflection. And mm-hmm. I just, the other day had a style session with my friend Megan and she put together a shoppable Pinterest board for me. And I spent hours yesterday, like doing my homework and going through to see what was available in that size and color <laughs> and whatever. And it's like, I'm currently back in that phase where I'm like, okay, I want the external to pull me forward, you know, where it's like, I've gotten really comfortable in the same sweatpants that I'm wearing over here. And yet it's actually to the point where it's uncomfortable because it's not how I want to be feeling, you know? And so I'm curious just to hear your perspective on this, on making the case for getting dressed. Like, obviously there is a case for comfortable, knowing that you're valuable and beautiful, regardless of what you're wearing and that kind of thing. But for those of us who are like, yes, 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 we get that. We've mastered the art of the sweatpants and, (laughs) and working from home and being really comfortable. Like, yes, we get that, but we need a little extra spark or incentive just to play with our clothes or our actual outside. Mm -hmm. What what is your case for that? The hashtag. 
<laughs> well, it's interesting that you brought that up. And actually, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but I am totally guilty these days of rocking the, the sweatpants. And I can, so I, I understand like how easy it is to get into that and, and have actually been struggling with that myself of like, okay, I had a baby, my body is different. Maybe I don't, yeah, I don't feel as inspired to get dressed in the morning, so to speak. And, you know, what really kind of shifted things for me even personally is realizing that when I do look better on the outside, when I do put myself together, when I do make the effort to put a little bit of makeup on, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot, but, you know, or put some jeans on instead of, <laughs> instead of the yoga pants, yeah. you notice how much better I feel about myself that definitely is impacting, you know, how I show up in for my clients that impacts how I show up, you know, on the street that impacts how, how I show up as a mom. Yeah. Um, I feel a little bit more kind of like put together and I feel a little bit more like myself and, you know, like I'm not to say the old me, but yeah, I feel a little bit more like I am representing myself accurately. Um, whereas I think otherwise I feel a little disjointed. So I don't know if that helps, you know, just even from my own perspective, not even from like a style, <laughs> style perspective. Yes. Well, and that's what we want, right? Cause there could yeah. be multiple different stylists with different perspectives, but Sarah's the one who we're talking to today. So, mm -hmm. um, no, the word that comes to mind when you're saying all of that to me is expression. Mm -hmm. regardless yeah. of what it is, if it's intentional and it's like, yeah, I want to wear these sweatpants because this is expressing exactly, you know, so it's just the actual effort because otherwise the blah feeling that I get the frumpy, like blah, I'm just floating through my life today feeling mm -hmm. that's not intentional. It's just like, I'm not putting any effort in. I'm just floating through. I'm not really here is basically what it feels like. But if it's like, oh yeah, heck yeah, I'm wearing these sweatpants today. And that's completely on purpose. It's a different feeling, you know, if I'm owning it. Like right now I'm wearing one of Jeremy's big sweaters that I love and I wore it on the Facebook Live and I'm like, yeah, I feel cute in it. It's my boyfriend's sweatshirt. <laughs> you know, it's like there's a different feeling there. Yes. And so I'm thinking the key is that expression because when you're just kind of like default, let me just make it through the day mode, you don't feel like yourself. So when you said that, it's like, regardless of what that looks like for you, whether it's makeup or not, or doing your hair or not, or however you define it, if it's just mm -hmm. intentional, this is me today here putting my foot down, you know, then that's the spark. And the, also the way I feel is like, sometimes you need that jump start. Like if the battery died, you need a jump start, and it's worth a try to start. If the inside is tired and burnout or whatever it is, then you could just try something simple, physical, mechanical on the outside with whatever it is that you're wearing that could maybe give you the jump start that you need for that internal light to come back on, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely true. It's like wardrobe coffee. Yeah, a little caffeine. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great, you know, way to sort of describe that. It, it really is about like being very intentional and feeling like you're expressing on the outside, you know, how you're wanting to feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited for my deliveries over the next few days. I'm like, I, feel, I said, I feel like a magnet of like all of these cool pieces that are coming to me from different parts of the country over, <laughs> over the course of the next week. And I'm hoping they fit. I don't know. 
the online shopping thing is a little nervy, but yeah, to that degree, especially after your body has shifted and changed, you know, after having a baby, it could be up or it could be down and that's all fine. But just as long as you have clothes that fit and honor the body that you have right now, because that's another big thing, mm-hmm. a lesson for me. It has nothing even to do with Deacon. It was actually my move to Texas when I added, you know, 15, maybe 20 pounds to my frame, which again, there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but there is when I'm wearing the pants that I was still wearing (laughs) before that. And they were like haunting me. And then every day I was feeling uncomfortable in my own clothes. And then finally one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to get clothes that actually fit this body that I have right now. And let me show her some love. And that makes the difference too. Absolutely. That is awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay. So let's bring it back to where you are now in your life and your business. Just currently, knowing that this can be subject to change, what is your ideal setup over there? Like how would your ideal business picture come together? Like in terms of what y'all have going on at home and how much time you get to spend in terms of your schedule? Because this looks different for everybody. So this is the potluck. This is what Sarah is bringing to the potluck of what that ideal is (laughs) and then what it is now. And like, what's your plan for bridging the gap if it's not already what you want it to be? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Well, I mean, I think, I think I'm starting to really find my groove. I think this is probably how it will continue, which is, you know, I'm working three days a week. You know, those are long days. Uh, I have a nanny who comes to the house, you know, to watch Lucas three days a week, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And, you know, really have to, you know, I've had to really buckle down and, and really focus on those three days to try to get done, you know, what, what I need to get done. And, you know, so far it's working. You know, the other two days I'm able to, you know, really fully be present with Lucas and be a mom. You know, I've gotten a VA in place really to help me to be able to schedule my time and and to take some of those little pieces off of my plate so that I, you know, can do, you know, my best work those three days that I'm on, so to speak, and, you know, not have to be on the other days. And I think, you know, so far that is working. And it's, you know, like you were saying in in the beginning, you know, Every day is a little bit different, but I think, you know, in this phase of, you know, Lucas being still an infant, I think this is the way it'll be. And I'll just sort of reassess as I move forward in this journey. And like you said, I guess I'll, I'll figure it out as I get there. (laughs) The pressure, (laughs) well, I feel like the pressure is off right now. I feel like it's working right now. So let's stick with it. And I guess I'll know when it's time to, to sort of reassess. Yeah. And what are those things on those three days? Like, what are you currently working on and excited about? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I always love working with new individuals, new brands, you know, helping them, working with them. Usually that involves meeting and talking a lot, you know, co-creating, as you said, you know, through Zoom. Uh, So a lot of my day is, you know, meeting with clients all over the place, which is awesome. And, you know, I am getting back into some making. I realized that piece of me was felt like it was missing. You know, for a while, I was just doing more consulting and direction. And now, you know, I'm kind of giving myself permission to play a little bit more and, you know, helping people doing a little bit more design 
you know, doing a little bit more of the hands-on making. And so that's also sort of becoming a part of my day-to-day. And I feel like that balance feels right for now. Yeah. Okay. Now, if I can ask you to give us some homework. I remember back in the day (laughs) when we were starting to work together and you were like, okay, you're going to go into Pinterest and pull things together. And I was like, okay, it's kind of like shopping where I was like, okay, I don't go shopping unless I know what I need. So I'll go into Pinterest and I'll do my homework. (laughs) And I loved it. But what would you like for somebody who is currently in an identity, you know, biz puberty phase, as I call it, and just kind of like, I don't know, maybe things have shifted from whatever the current visual communication and expression is. What would be the guidance that you would give her or him to, start to see, you know, like if they're not necessarily hiring somebody just yet, but they just want to see like, well, what's in there, you know, how could they use a tool like Pinterest or whatever you would recommend to start getting a clearer picture of what is on the inside so they can start figuring out how to incorporate that on the outside. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think, you know, one of the exercises that I like to do is just to, you know, go on to Pinterest and just start pinning things that you like. If you like it, don't question it. Don't ask if it has a place or if it's a landscape image, great, pin it if you love it. If it's an interior, pin it if you love it. And spend some time just doing that. Like over, you know, just when you're having coffee in the morning, just take a few minutes with that and and do that for a little while, like a couple of weeks even. And don't look, don't peek at your board. Just keep pinning into like one designated board. And what's interesting is, you know, after you feel like you have, you know, what, 20 plus images, go in there and look and see, uh, look, spot the patterns, look for common threads, you know, look at the colors. Are there, are there themes? Are there particular colors that you're noticing emerging? Look for themes. You know, if you've maybe somehow pinned a lot of flowers, you know, start to notice what are those things that you're seeing pop up over and over again. And those can very much be sort of the lay the groundwork for a visual identity, at least, if not something even deeper, you know, for, for your brand, you know, something that really will feel like it's an extension of you, that it feels like an ex- uh, the full expression of you. Yes. I love that you just said that because that also, you know, I often say like you're the, you're the mustard to my ketchup in the way that we work together where it's like Sarah does with visuals, what I like to do with words. And I have a whole podcast episode where it's like, you know, you learn it by saying it. And I was talking about how Deacon was just like, he found his, he's finding his voice by just blurting stuff out, even if it doesn't make any sense. And then it's like, okay, you guys sort that, you guys sort that out. I did my part. I showed up, you know, but when it comes to our visual or our actual verbal message, it's that same thing where it's like, you're going to notice the things that you keep talking about over and over again. And sometimes it seems too obvious, but it's like right under your nose that the message and the things that we keep talking about over and over, like there's a reason for that. That's not a coincidence. That's not random. There's something there that that is the particular focus and perspective that you keep bringing to conversations that you're in. So the same with visuals and depending on somebody's approach to Instagram, for example, once upon a time I went back and looked at my Instagram And I was like, oh, it's like nature, some selfies, and lots of like kid family moments, you know, like there are themes there already, if we're just willing to look at them and to embrace them without resisting them to be like, no, that's not what it is. If it is what it is, 
you'll be a lot better off if you can admit that <laughs> sooner rather than later and embrace it rather than trying to force somebody else's model onto yours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's also, you know, the way to remain not only true to yourself, but also unique. Absolutely. Okay, friend. Well, as we wrap up, is there anything we haven't covered? And as it relates to any of it, you know, to this first year of boots on the ground motherhood and how you've been navigating it or business or branding, just anything before we go that you'd like to leave us with? Well, I mean, I think it's just, just to kind of tie that up. I think it's interesting, you know, it's talking about, you know, stopping looking for your identity or your brand instead seeing it because it's there all along. Right. It's interesting just to watch like my son and, you know, see his personality emerge and it's, it's there all along, you know, just like it's there all along with us, you know, this, this identity, this, this self. And it's, it's funny to see like, or to think about how we spend, most of our lives kind of like taking on what other people think we should be or who we think we should be for other people, like all these other layers on top of our identity when it's really been there since the very beginning. And it's interesting sort of like just seeing new life and seeing, you know, that as kind of like an an end goal (laughs) for most of us, you know, with, with our brand and, and also, you know, as a human being is just becoming more and more of ourself and, you know, stopping looking out there for that. It's, it's there all along. It's, it's there. It's inside. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And 100% what I'm most excited about talking about. So thank you for sharing that perspective. And it's, that's just one of the coolest things, whether you're a mom or an aunt or whoever little ones that you have in your life, like there's so much, that we're here to learn from each other, from them, you know, and what they're teaching us and what they're showing and reminding us of rather yep. is priceless. So thanks Lucas for sharing that. <laughs> with um, so you can share it with us. Okay. Now where is the best place? I'll link to this in the show notes at apptimeempowers.com, but where are the best places for people to find and connect with you and learn more about how they can work with you if they would like for you to be the one holding up the mirror? Absolutely. I think the best way is just to go to my website. It's public-persona.com. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks, friend, for this conversation, for all of our, what, five plus years now of conversations. I'm super grateful to be on the journey with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's been such an honor to be a part of the journey and also a guest today. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. One key nugget that I want to highlight from this conversation for you to think about in your own life, business, brand, and all of that goodness right now is think about what Sarah said about looking for your brand versus seeing your brand. That is so powerful as opposed to looking externally and feeling like you need to build or create something that doesn't yet exist, at least Sarah's perspective and also my perspective is to really look at what's already there. I talk a lot about divine breadcrumbs and connecting the dots. And so I just want to encourage you when all else fails and there might be a lot of noise out there and you're looking externally to go back inward and look at those patterns that are already there. And that way you're building something that will last because it's actually true to you 
and not you trying to keep up with the branding Joneses, so to speak. So we'd love to hear whatever your favorite takeaway was. Just post a screenshot as you're listening to your Instagram story. Tag us. Sarah is at Public Persona. I'm at Nikki Elledge Brown. And if you haven't yet, while you're right here in your favorite podcasting app, it would mean so much if you would just take 60 seconds to leave a rating and review that helps other people find our corner of the podcast world. All right. That's it for today, dude. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I'll catch you in the next episode. This show may be over, but the conversation is just beginning. Head on over to naptimeempires.com slash Facebook so you can join my free... Wait, did I say free? I mean, priceless, rapidly growing community of Naptime Empire Builders for deeper discussions, behind the scenes scoop, and of course, updates whenever I've got new stuff coming up for you naptimeempires.com slash Facebook. See you there. See you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Good job, buddy.